the intro again. Don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, it's our show. We do what we want. Oh my god, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Cody Rhodes is hot dog water solidified. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. It's two for this week, and I'm one of them. I'm JD. And I'm the uh, Carpet City Draw, Fields Medal, and Steiner Math winner, Shane Daniels. Got glad a lot to of see you're back. On. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad I made it back. Last weekend was long. It was so much fun, but there's a reason it's called the When We Were Young Fest. Because now we were old. Man, uh, I stood in that crowd at one point for like five hours waiting for Blink to come on stage and not wanting to lose my place in the crowd. And Bill pushed forward every time a band left, you know. So uh, my legs were feeling it when we got back to the hotel. I was ready to cry. You people in your fucking festivals, man. I Fuck that shit. It's bad enough trying to get into a concert or a football game. I could only imagine a fucking week-long festival or a weekend-long festival or whatever you fucking kids are doing now these days. Uh, that was a one day. Well, that was... No, fuck that. <laughs> it was rough, but, I mean, it was it was great. We'll talk a little bit about it more later. Um, so there was some wrestling this week. I didn't watch a lot of it to be completely honest i didn't either i just feel like we're at a point now where we're building to the fucking blood money show that nobody will really care about but the saudis uh, and then money. you know not a lot happening in AEW. you know what sucks is like they're building that show so hard and then two weeks later have survivor series and there's been no build towards that yeah, Even they've announced give, war games. I will give AEW props for you know doing the same, pretty much the same thing. Except they had stuff built up for the next show. Yeah, they have WWE just hasn't touched it yet. They're like, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Unless it's just lazy booking because CM Punk shows up. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> just stay on his couch watching it from home. Um, God, God, I just hope he stays at home. Anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of um, a better version of CM Punk, Brian Danielson is out until the end of the year, apparently, after a broken orbital bone. That was such a awkward. I didn't know this happened until today because, you know, I don't really I've been playing a new game and stuff. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was very awkward. And I finish of that match where he was just kind of laying there and everybody was kind of like uh what the fuck's going on and then cesaro came down and was like is this a uh, you know supposed to happen or whatever and then whenever it just kind of they went off air after that it was kind of like the fuck are you guys doing yeah um man that sucks for danielson it really no, does he's He's trying to wrap things up, and now he's getting time off while he's trying to wrap things up. And uh, a part of me wishes that he would just go ahead and be like, you know what, that was a sign, and hang it up for his own sake. But you know he's not going to. Well, and it, and each time that he's done this, there's been one person in there. Oh, yeah, that's true. And he can be healthy in time for Wrestle Kingdom to work against that one person. 
Yeah. That'd be fun to see that in Japan. Yeah, because that's a whole different. Yeah, that's a completely different ball game. Maybe this is maybe this is what that's for to preserve him. Maybe he knows that too. Maybe you know, we never know. Yeah, it, it's hard to tell with AEW. I'm still convinced that Adam Cole's injury is a work. So, and I'm convinced that the devil isn't Adam Cole. Who do you think it is at this point? Dave Finley. He's only attacked the Bullet Club. The Devils have. That's true. I didn't think about that. And they've been doing that narrative in AEW is Bullet Club Gold is the one true Bullet Club. They're doing their own thing. I would. I mean, the height's right. The build. I would be interested in seeing that. A fucking Bullet Club Civil War. That's mm-hmm. that'd be fun as fuck. Get everybody oh, okay. involved. Get like every little every little special ops fucking Bullet Club they got. Oh god, just that'd missing the club in WWE. That'd be fun. I'm um, I'm down for a Bullet Club Civil War. It, I see nothing wrong with it. They need to consolidate it anyway. Yeah. They've got a lot going on. Yes, they do. Uh, I wasn't here last week, but apparently uh, the announcement came in that Impact is rebranding once again back to TNA. Uh, it, did we touch on that? <laughs> you guys literally touched on it at the very end of the episode. Like, oh, yeah, and Impact is going to be TNA again. That's cool. Anyways, we're going to get out of here. We're like, fuck it. We're done. <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty excited about that. That is, uh, that's good for them. Impact had quietly been probably the most consistent wrestling promotion in the United States for the last five to six years. Yeah. Only if they have Stoner come back and do those funny fucking backstage segments. Is he sober? That's just his job. That's all he does. Is Steiner is going to be in some weird predicament every week, but it's going to be hilarious as fuck. Like when he was in fucking Main Event Mafia and shit, and when he was tagging with fucking God. Ray and shit. That shit was, that was so bad. It was hilarious. Fucking Petey Williams and him tagging. Petey and him were ridiculous. That shit was funny as hell, though. <laughs> it was. Good old TNA. So many good memories. We should do a TNA retrospect back. That'd be a fun episode. We should do that. It would, but uh, moving on. You know, Raw was kind of mid this week. <laughs> I watched it. I know I did. I don't remember much. Well, you know, I do remember Adam letting, uh, what's his name, stay, Nick. Oh, yeah. And then apparently he was just going around scooping talent up and talking to him. I want to see an Adam Pierce-Nick Aldis match in WWE. At Survivor Series? That'd be great. Not a a Survivor Series, not yet. They need to build it up a little bit more. No, they don't need to build shit up. 
That's true. I'd love to see two former NWA champions who never wrestled in WWE before get attacked, wrestle each other for the first time. That'd be cool. Yes, it would. So is like JD McDonald a fucking member of the Judgment Day now or not? Like I don't. You know what's wild to me is like Rhea's going around recruiting all the time. So she clearly wants somebody else in Judgment Day, but they have not told J.D. McDonough he's in, and he just keeps hanging out. So, like, they want somebody, just not him. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> like, that's the way the story is going, is they, they definitely want somebody. It's just not him. Uh, I've done everything for you, but I'm still not the one. <laughs> uh, poor dude. He At least he's line. out there. At least he's doing stuff. He is getting television time out of it. And they did some stuff in Germany or wherever the fuck they're touring this weekend. Because they've been posting pictures. And there was like this really sick picture where they fucking did the lights purple with some smoke in the ring and shit. And like Finn's got the fucking belts and then fucking Damien's behind him and then like Dom's on one side and then you just see JD just kind of like he's there, but it's like I'm not part of the group, but I'm just kind of here. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody has this sick ass pose, even Dom. And it's just like he's there. Just lurking Uh-oh. in the background. He's Speaking like in office space. <laughs> that's so true like he he works here but he doesn't speaking of Rhea they definitely made her the main character on Raw now yeah and they refer to her as the leader of the Judgment Day which is funnier they're building that whole brand around her right now All as everything's moving around Rhea as they should but what about Dirty Dom? I'm a, I'm a big fan. Oh, man. Putting him out there with Logan Paul was a good idea. It was. You could not hear fuck. Nope. You couldn't hear a damn thing. I had to listen to their promo like three or four times just to be able to understand what was going on. Mm, that's generational talent right there. That was, uh, that was or wild. Or it's just he's a fucking piece of shit for beating on his dad who happens to be the greatest of all time. So... Logan Paul's definitely going to be United States champion after next week, right? Fuck you. I don't. I don't like it. I'm already like, I don't fucking like this. I don't like it. But like, they weren't going to do Roman that way. They actually respect Roman. The WWE has shown over the years they do not respect Rey Mysterio. And they do not mind having him drop his title to Logan Paul. You know who else they don't respect outside of Rey Mysterio? Black world champions. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Brock Lesnar like, eats them Literally, lot. Brock Lesnar comes and eats their lunch and takes their titles every single time. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I, I hate it for Ray Ray, but he's his days are limited. Yeah, but imagine what his fucking bank account's going to look like afterwards. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. He, he's got his money anyway. Oh, fuck, yeah. Uh, um, let's move along to AEW because like we were talking about with um, Raw and it being built around Rhea they're definitely starting to build 
dynamite around MJF. And yeah, just they were the hole. They were fucking. I'm gonna be. I said this Wednesday night. Fucking Tony was cooking. Uh, they're doing a very good job at having like all these swirling storylines going around him. So he's involved in everything. And uh, I think they might be. I don't know to who, but they might be building up to him losing the title. Yeah, because even the match with Omega after that, they, you know, they released a, somebody was, I guess, released a little interview afterwards, and he's like, "I've never had to fucking wrestle this much, and goddamn, this is hard." <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, they've got him. Do what? They've got him stretched thin right now, and I, I think it's brilliant building your show around your world champion. Like they're they're making him important. Well, I'm also making their show important. I totally agree. Plus, you know, I never thought in a thousand years I'd see a fucking babyface MJF. But here we are. <laughs> yeah, we uh we spent a lot of time on this podcast a few months back talking about how much, how we can stand AEW, but right now they they're cooking, they're doing well. Got me going, spending money for you, Tony Khan, driving to fucking different states to watch your fucking show. The fuck. <laughs> One thing I will say, just based on the crowd size and arenas, I think it's time for them to downsize the venues they're running. Honestly, dude, I think that shit's on purpose. You think so? Mm-hmm. Because when I went there, it's the fucking same thing. All their TV stuff's over there. Like, I don't think it's a problem per se, but like, if you want the whole visual of a packed arena, just run a little bit smaller venue. I think it's honestly, man, I think (laughs) what it honestly is, because even if you go to a WWE show, they clear out so many fucking seats, like right in the middle. And they lose so much space. And I think he's doing that. He's just, this is how many seats I fucking need. For this space and like literally it cuts off at a certain point yeah to where you can see everybody it, also, I mean, it's i don't know maybe i also not. think people definitely take photos but right before or after the show and not during all the time to make it look like you know less people are there than there actually are yeah you gotta because if you get if you get there fucking as the, sh- the doors open, everybody's getting merch and drinks and food and whatever else they're fucking doing before they even get to their seats. So, yeah, it's easy to go shit on WWE and go, oh, they, they couldn't even fill this arena up, but we don't know when the fucking picture was took. And you can't um, fault people for their fucking TV side because I can tell you, <laughs> listen, I could tell you when I went to SummerSlam, half the arena wasn't even open. Yeah. And that was a fucking arena. And they fucking didn't have those seats filled. So here's what it is. The it, I think the fucking internet trolls and shit and the AEW fanboys and the fucking WWE fanboys all go back at each other and try to one-up each other and go, oh, well, you couldn't fill up this arena and, oh, you couldn't fill this arena up. I think that shit's so fucking stupid. 
stupid. I agree. Let's just enjoy wrestling. Why does it got to be AEW's better or WWE's the drizzling shits or whatever? Just fucking watch the shit and enjoy it. It's like a few weeks ago when AEW and NXT went head to head. Everybody just wanted to talk about who won, who won, who won. Well, we did. We got a great night of wrestling from two different shows. Call that a win for the viewer. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of switching back and forth. Back right. in the day, Monday nights. Got to watch what happens here in WCW. Got to watch what happens here in fucking WWF. And now, same thing, just different company. Yeah. Uh, speaking of great wrestling, Kenny Omega and MJF. That was a fantastic wrestling match. Yeah. This table spot was kind of scary, but... Oh, God, that scared the shit out of me. Um, but just just talking out loud here, if I'm Kenny Omega and I have MJF ready to set up for the one-winged angel and Don Callis walks out on the stage, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing to stare him down. I'm going to stare a dagger through him while I hit him with the one-winged angel and pin him and win the title just to make a statement. Like That just seems like a dumbass distraction. You're in a wrestling match. You should know not to get distracted by somebody walking on the stage. Motherfucker, aren't you a wrestler? Used to be a wrestler. Retired wrestler. How many times did you not do exactly what you fucking said? <laughs> like... I know fucking the night me and Jake was there to challenge you and Tyler for the belts. You didn't. You stopped what you were doing to look at us. That's fair. Yeah. See, it's it's wrestling. We don't think when we're out there. (laughs) We just see a dude and think, oh, drop this other dude. Fuck it. He's got to watch this. I got to watch this dude. So in case he attacks me. Well, I mean. Also, too, I got him on my shoulders. He ain't fucking moving. I'll drop him. Obviously, he's capacitated there for a second. But, yeah. It was a fun match. So, MJF's going to be the longest reigning AEW champion in history. That'll be a great accolade for him when he goes over to WWE. Do you think there's even going to be a bidding war? I kind of think he's just going to straight up resign at this point. They've given him the world. Mm-hmm. And Tony knows what he's got. I think he'll end up in WWE someday. Don't get me wrong. Just not in 2024. If you'd asked me six months ago when CM Punk was still on the roster, yeah, definitely. What do you think? It's hard to say because at this point, you've already reached the top of the mountain there. And your career is so young. And there's a bigger mountain to climb. And if you're as good as you fucking say you are, why it's big fish, small pond. Go go face him. Go up there. Let's see what you got. Could you imagine someday we're seeing Cody and MJF at WWE Championship? Could you imagine seeing 
fucking AJ versus MJF. Kevin Owens. Sammy. Sammy. You got a ton of matches there. I would love to see him there. Uh, we'll see. I don't think it'll be. I'm we'll with see how you. It goes. I'm with you. I mean, I don't see it being in 2024. Before Eventually. we uh, before we talk about our favorite right now, uh, let's jump backwards to NXT. Becky Lynch dropped the NXT Women's Championship to Lyra Valkyria. That was a good match. Yeah, it was a very watch. good match. Um, and that that show was very good. That was a great night of wrestling, in which five of seven matches featured all women. Very cool. Uh, pretty incredible. And we've got night two coming up this week on Halloween, so that sh- should be fun. Mello and Dragunov 3. This made a great match. You think he took out Trick? Man. I don't know. I don't know either. They they got me fooled uh, one way or the other. I'm I'm lost on this one. And I'm really digging Braun Breaker now. Like Man, he, he's I think he's really deal. found uh, he's found what works for him. I think he's finally found it. He is just such a good heel right now. Yeah. Something clicked there. Or maybe it's just that he's actually a fucking asshole in real life, maybe. Who knows? He's got to be getting called up soon, right? I I hope with this, yes, because it, I, that promo, <laughs> the little segment he had on that show was fucking... He's found it, and it's clicked, and I'm glad it's finally hit him. He's found Same. what actually works now. Because, you know, when he first turned heel, it was kind of like, uh, you're just really pulling a lot from Scott. Yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. He's kind of put his own little spin on it, and he found something. And whatever clicked, I hope it stays, because... Hopefully he's getting caught up. Um, it'd be about time. I thought it was going to happen sometime when he was doing all those runs up there. You know, I thought it would happen when he out. dropped the NXT Championship. Yeah. It was WrestleMania season. Like It would have made sense to call him up right then. Yeah. What about SmackDown? Let me talk to you. Yeah. So, man, that was a. I love the way they played that contract signing. From where I'm sitting right now, I'm the head of the table. You acknowledge me. Goddamn. But that one part where Roman's like, this is your first time. I felt like he was talking to a virgin or something. Because he's like, (laughs) I'll take it real easy on It's going to be real nice. And I was like, this is a little fucking creepy. Man, how about LA not hitting him with the suffering succotash? No. God damn, dude. I lost it. Mm. That shit was great. 
I love the shots. I love they have that L.A. Knight shot with the glasses every time now. He's in the ring. With oh, it looks so good. Promo, and it's just yeah. like, okay, cool. Is that, that his thing now? That cameraman's getting work. They're earning their money. That's true. Money shot right here. <laughs> uh, that was a that was a good little contract signing though. I like the way they had LA not interrupt Roman's entrance and everything and storm oh, right past him without fucking uh, looking at him. Everything about that segment worked for me. I want to know who yeah. put, helped put that together. Because yeah, I know. Do what? I said that'd be interesting to know. Well, usually. From like even watching these the documentaries and shit, it the main people in this whole thing is Michael PSAs, Paul Roman, and then I forgot who else it was. But there's only that's the only people booking that shit. So it had to be maybe maybe LA Knight put some input on it too. I know everybody wants LA Knight to win, but that's that's still Cody's belt. Yeah, we know that ain't gonna happen. That's that's still Cody's belt. That's the reason they're letting him get this push right now instead of waiting until later in the year until the fans are demanding and it's close to WrestleMania season. Get out of the way early. Mm-hmm. Clear the path. Because you don't want to have another Sami Zayn and Brian Danielson on your hands. Yep. I'm glad it only took them two times to learn that lesson. No, oh, there's Kofi, too. Oh, yeah. So, after three times, finally got it, guys. Good job. So, we got Blood Money next week. We'll be reviewing that after the show. Um, what match are you looking forward to so far as an ounce most? Probably Roman and, and LA Knight. Yeah. They're going to cook. It says, I'd say it's a lot I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, Followed closely only because of what I'm thinking they may end up doing, but I want Damien and Cody. So I have a feeling they may put that briefcase on the line, and then I don't know how to call that match. Too bad we don't do pickums anymore, huh? Oh, man. That'd be a, that'd be a hard one to call. It would be a hard especially especially if they put like if it's a singles match, I'm gonna pick Cody, but if they put the briefcase on the line, they can still put Cody over just so he can call a shot for WrestleMania and they can clear out a space for the rumble. Yeah. I mean there there's a lot of booking possibilities putting that briefcase on Cody. Yeah, but there's also reports too. Um Carrying Cross is coming back and he's getting a push. What? Why? I don't know. Because it's WWE. Haven't they tried this already? Yeah. Put him in an angle for him just to lose? Yeah. Like, that never made no sense to me. I'm telling you, man. Every little angle that he booked himself in, quote unquote, he lost every single (laughs) in-match. Yep. They just need to put him back in gladiator gear. And uh, let him run free. It's only where he'll get over. Vince knew what was going on. 
Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to talk about this week in wrestling? No, nah, not really. Uh, you want to hear about wrestling? Want to hear about the When We Were Young Fest last week? Sure. And that was a uh, it was a blast. We uh we got there a little late because I am not waiting in line with you know ten thousand people to go through the gates. Uh, so we got there a little late, went through the gates, and uh, I think first show we got there for was a uh, all time low. Newfound glory, it was newfound glory. We got there right in time for newfound glory, and then um listened to a couple of sets. Man, uh, newfound glory was great. If old. Definitely old. It was weird. Uh, it was really? weird seeing most of these people, dude. It was because you can just tell like how much older they are, and you're like, wow, dude. Like, I'm. You just have this picture of them, you know, in your head of when you you were a kid, what they looked like back then, and you see them on stage, and you're like, oh, that's a little jarring. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I saw a video of Jonathan Davis and Corn the other day, and mm-hmm. they were going over. I guess he's got a shoot. They got some shoes releasing through Adidas. That looked fucking sick, by the way. But oh, he was nice. like, he was like showing uh, like stuff. I guess they have like a little setup thing, like a museum type thing. And he had like this Adidas, you know, he's got those flamboyant Adidas outfits, and it showed pictures of him in those outfits. And man, that motherfucker has aged horribly. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's unfortunate. But like everybody else looks. Pretty much the same, except for Jonathan Davis. It's weird. It was really cool. Uh, Good Charlotte was on the lineup, and they hadn't apparently played a live show in like five years before the When We Were Young Fest this year. And uh, still had it. Joel Madden just is a great front man for that band. And uh, what really shocked me was when you start hearing the opening notes of a Millie from Lil Wayne, and I'm just thinking, sitting here thinking, all right, Joel Madden's about to cover Millie. That's cool. He can rap. And then he said, he starts and he stops and he goes, you know what? I got somebody else that can do this better. And Lil Wayne walks on stage. There was just this collective scream of what the fuck through the crowd while everyone's brain broke and they tried to figure out what was actually happening. <laughs> I, it was it was wild, dude. Uh, he came out and performed with them, and then did Lost Eyes of the Rich and Famous with them to close their set. It, it was it was cool as hell. Did was, not expect to see Lil Wayne. It was kind of like when I went to. Uh, it's gonna show my age. The World Destruction Tour, which was what MAM used to do with like Fifty Cent, and it was like their mm-hmm. big thing. And I went to the one down at the in Atlanta Hi-Fi Amphitheater. And I was kind of like pretty much at the stage. And like they didn't even announce that Ice Cube was going to be there. And like when (laughs) Ice Cube came out, it was like, holy shit, fucking Ice Cube out here rapping with fucking 50 Cent. Like it was fucking awesome. And then like Little John and Eastside Boys brought out a bunch of people like, you know, Atlanta rappers and shit. and And I got to meet Little John there. Which was oh, that's cool. Yeah, his security guard almost beat my ass. <laughs> like he I've, uh, <laughs> I've never been a big fan of um, Thirty Seconds of Mars, but uh, seeing them live was a different experience. 
they're definitely a band I enjoy more live than I enjoy listening to on an album. But also, they brought out Steve Aoki, which was just wild because, like, he came out at first and just, like, handed off a guitar and then waved. And then you hear people in the crowd just going, is that Steve Aoki? Is that? Is that? <laughs> Please tell me Steve brought a cake. Yes, he threw cake at a fan. Yes. Yes, that always happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that it out. does, because if he just came out there to fucking hand off a fucking guitar and say hi, I'd been pissed. Well, that's what he did at first, dude. It was like uh, the first or second song, he came out and handed a guitar, waved, and walked away. Then he came out and performed a song and threw, threw cake. That's one person um, I want to see live is Steve Aoki. He was in a he has a residency in Vegas I think right now because uh, he was like all over the billboards when we were walking around and stuff. Um, but Blink was up after a bit, man. That's the third time I've seen them live, and it's probably the best performance I've seen out of them. It was incredible. Uh, it was about an hour long set, and but. I've seen them live this third time. Two times I've seen them live before this. They closed with Damn It both times. And this time they closed with their new song, One More Time, which I don't know if you've heard that, but it will make you cry. I don't want to cry. Uh, it is it is a beautiful song, kind of about the history of the band. And um, it, it was very good, but the whole crowd was just bawling. Uh, I didn't expect them to close with that. When they when they played Damn It, I was about to start like dipping through the crowd to get out, and then they had one more, and I was like, oh, okay, weird. Do it, and yeah, it was. Mwah. Did they have one of those like rotating stages? No, they didn't, because they usually did the thing where they have Travis like suspended in the air above the crowd playing drums, but uh, they didn't have anything like that this time. They were trying to get people on and off the stage between sets, though. Or, like, there would be... There was the, the main stage, they were side-by-side, side, and there would be one band playing over here while they were setting up for the next band, and then that band would start playing, and they'd be setting up and tear down and set up for the next band. Uh, they had a pretty good system to it. They all started every set on time. How long did you stay? I was there from 12 to about 11.30. Green Day took took the stage at 10. We left, like, right before Green Day got off stage. Because I didn't want to be dealing with the crowds. Nice. I, I got out of the crowd out of the crowd to, for the stage at Green Day, though. We just stepped to the back and sat down because I couldn't stand up anymore. Everything hurt. And that was dying. Did you do any other fun activities while you were in Las Vegas? Did you go to the Bunny Ranch? Joking. No, but we did go to Meow Wolf. Ooh, that's probably even better. Uh, I can't. I I would try to talk about it, but there's not really much I can say other than we took some special chocolates. Yeah, look it up. Take some special chocolates before you go and have fun. It looked trippy as fuck, bro. Like, I'm going to be real with you. I was, like, looking through the pictures when you were like, oh, I'm going to go here. And I was like, "Yeah, this would be so fun to be fucked yeah. up. <laughs> oh, dude, it was. There was, like, one part. We were, like, one of the first portals we went through, it took us this little meditation room where there was lights and, like, designs over the walls. I just kind of sat down, and I ended up being there for, like, 15 minutes. 
didn't move. I was just watching the pictures. It was so cool. They have actual like products you can buy. They they have like a little bar and restaurant in the back, like you can go to um, and sit down and, and like get a drink. Um, but like no, I don't think you can buy anything in the restaurant or anything in the store except for like t-shirts and merch. They have t-shirts and merch, just not like most of the stuff. Like you pick it up, it's empty. So. Or or the prices are just like exorbitant. Like I think there's a lot of prices that were in the thousands of dollars for like cereal. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was that was a lot of fun though. Uh, we did that night one on Saturday, and then went to when we were young on Sunday. And after a total of about ten hours of sleep the whole time, I came home. That doesn't sound very fun. No. No, I'm too old for all that shit. Don't you wish you were young? God, kinda. After that, told me that was the definitive like uh, harbinger of old age. <laughs> you only need all you needed to finish this off was some white New Balances, some jorts, and tuck your shirt in. That'd been great. <laughs> We'll wait for that whenever the baby comes. Yes. Yeah. Go full you'll get dad. Your dad you'll get your your true dad powers <laughs> when that happens. Well, man, uh, I think we can get out of here this week. Yeah. Because I'm old. We got, uh, <laughs> I got blood money to review uh, this weekend. Uh, earlier this week, you listened to our special Halloween episode. It was the uh, Territory Wars Part 6, Halloween Spooktacular. Yeah, my son's like fucking ecstatic. Yeah, that I was mean, a lot of fun to edit. Was it? Yeah, it's just fun to listen back to. Yeah, I don't know how around I was for that one. <laughs> It's all made possible by viewers like you. Thank you. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> like a PBS show. Oh, that cracks me up. Every time. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, Shane, who's your MVP this week? Dominic Mysterio. I'm down for that. Mine's Mark Hoppus because I love that man. Mm. Always will. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another freaking wrestling podcast. We'll be back in your feeds next week with some great content. We plan on doing our B-sides finally. Uh, that'll be a ton of fun. You'll get to hear a lot of stuff on the, on that episode that you've never heard before that we picked up in a recording. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, too. <laughs> kind of excited for that one. Well, Shane, I may actually listen. <laughs> Shane, thank you for joining me tonight. No problem, man. And uh, until next time, what do they need to do, buddy? Send a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs>